And we're Q action. Oh. Good morning. Ooh, I saw some leg. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Some leg. It's called children, child. It's called back to the school grind. It's mm. called, what is it called? I don't know. Good morning, Dan. What's it called? It's called laziness. It's called need, mommy, daddy need a date night. Yeah. Not setting it up. When Titi comes on, we'll tell her. Okay. That we need a date night. Is that what our voices in our head are saying? Like, hey, what's going on with that? How's your week been so far? Did you crush Monday? Did you kill it? Did you take it and Wait, grab it? Today's Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh my we're, God, we're, we're, guys, we're midway I'm way through. Behind, yeah. Apparently, none of the best guys pay attention to the days of the week. Really? Is that true? I don't know. Why? Because we just live our lives just in the present moment. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. That sounds weird. Just close your eyes, man. Just go. Just keep going. No, just no, not like even. that. Just do no, it, man. No, I mean it like that. <laughs> I mean it like morning, Dan. I mean it like. Say good morning uh, when you're here, guys. Um, when uh, when you're just in the moment, you just uh -huh. you're just in the moment. And I, you're did not have a, I did have a. I did have a look. You know, sex thirty earmuffs for the kids. I did have a nice little dream this morning that I woke up to. That was no dream. Re oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> um, I had a nice little dream, and I was deep in sleep in the middle of it, and then I didn't hear my alarm, and you were like this. Shaking me. I wasn't shaking you. I was, I was poking like, you. In my dream. <laughs> but you know it's been a long time if you're actually having dreams and you're like, okay, we need to. Good morning, Debbie. So TMI this morning on a Wednesday, but it is hump day. You're welcome. That was, that was good. The voices Sweet. in your head. Wow, I've got several. Mm -hmm. How many do you have? I never counted. I've got a coach in there that's mm -hmm. like, Screw that. You can do anything. You're That's what your coach says? Yeah, Screw yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I've got a coach in there. I've got a wise old Chinese woman living in there. Mm. to say, don't think too much. Just go. You know, she, she's telling me like this ancient wisdom that I feel she like she She doesn't speak in Chinese in. and Mandarin? She doesn't. Thank God. That mm. would be tough to decipher. Yeah, I, I need a decoder ring. But I have those voices, which are nice ones, right? They're like, you can do it, push through. And the, and the wise Chinese woman, which you guys think is probably ridiculous, but actually it's like a spirit guide. I, I actually named her. This is real. I'm, I'm being serious. And then I have Janine Roth used to call it the crazy ant in the attic, mm -hmm. which is the voice that's like screaming at you all the reasons mm -hmm. that the coach and the, and the, and the Chinese woman are stupid. a lot of time to decipher them all. I have several. Yeah. Why is that so important? Because we actually think we just have one voice in our head, but you can consciously put a voice in your head when you want to. That's what I'm trying well, to say. Right. You that can I have with, six or seven or 15 or two. Now I've got another one in my, is that real? Yeah. That's, is that my that's inner four-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> I have a voice that sounds just like my four-year-old like trapped four -year -old. under something heavy. So, and the idea about the, those voices are we all have it, right? We all have, and we also have conflicting voices, don't we? The multiple personalities where part of you wants to do something, maybe another part of you wants to do, not to do it or do something else. And we're oftentimes in, in negotiation with ourselves, with these other voices. And um, there was actually, I'm trying to remember. Sybil? No, no, I, I will find, so I believe it was, I, I think it was um, Mr. Show, uh, 
it was David Cross and um, oh, what's his name? The the guy who was in um, not in your head. Oh, I can't remember the other. Oh, it feels so bad because he's such a good actor. But anyway, they had a uh, a show like a skit, and they talked about the different voices. And the doctor was like talking about his voices, and then they had a um, it was like a scene on a subway and it just, it, it was, it's very funny. It's hard to explain it like this, but um, maybe I'll find the clip and put it on because it was really funny because it turned out that the doctor was actually one of the voices in the first place. And then they started having it out and it was, it was actually a meta meta thing. It was cool. Anyway, <laughs> um, what did you, I voice... lost you on meta. So I have, so Basically, what we're saying is, what is your voice in your head and what is it telling you? And if you would consciously choose to actually put more, did, is it your voice? Did you inherit the voice? Where did it come from? I have with my clients, you know, by the way, if this is your first time watching, you're like, what is this? Uh, we're Doug and Heidi McGurk. This is love and success. We're two master life coaches, master practitioners of NLP. We are two people on a path to help you uncover your truest nature, your most authentic self, be yourself, love yourself, have it all. That is our actual goal. Create your rock star legacy. Yeah. So, you know, and it's really cool because we had a client one time um, when we were doing a workshop and we were making Christmas ornaments and she gave us two little angels, which I thought was really sweet. And one said, you help me believe in myself and you help me love myself. And I really feel like that's kind of like the epitome of what we're actually trying to do at the end of the day is yeah. believe in ourselves and love ourselves. And together we think if you can accomplish those two things that you can be unstoppable. Now, having said that, the reason that we teach what we teach is because for each of us independently, this has been our greatest areas of struggle. So for you, it's been recruiting constantly that confidence, that training yourself to have that confidence when the story in your head was, well, I'm different. I'm not like everybody else. You know, yeah. you can talk about your own voice. And my voice was, you're unlovable. Um, you shouldn't love yourself because you're a hot mess. You're damaged goods. Nobody's going to want to ever be with you when they really find out how crazy you are or how weird you are or how jacked up you are. Um, and those you're voices, too this, you're too loud. You're too quiet. You're too obnoxious. You're too, you know, I had all that. And so this is our personal journey to overcoming this lack of belief in ourselves and lack of love for ourselves. And now transferring those that wake up that awakening, um, onto you. Right. And, and that's what happens is, you know, I remember growing up and, and I, I always at the young age, I wanted to, I wanted to rock. I wanted to do that. You wanted and to my, be like a rock star. Yeah. yeah. And my, my dad very lovingly, I mean, it was, again, that's the thing we, we get all, sometimes a little bent and, and blame, you know, people for their behaviors or things they say. And we don't really come from a place of, uh, as Ellie would have said yesterday, empathy is to where they're coming from. My dad was very pragmatic and was like, well, you know, it's a very tough industry and we're not that special. You have to be in like kind of downplayed the idea of well, you're standing not that out special and all of that. Is actually... Not that you're not that special, more like it takes something very unique and special without AKA, saying, you're not, you're not right, without saying specifically that. Right. I don't think I was ever told Right. Like you're not special, you're not good enough, but we're told like, yeah, like, Covert. yeah, like 
that's only for special people. That's very unique. That's very difficult. Guys, we're that's about to very, do a therapy session. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's where the, but that's where these things come from is yeah. what we were told at a young age or what we observed at a young age. Cause I think, and then internalized, right? Because my dad, that's kind of the thing that he did. He always downplayed himself. He was very, would not he, take large risks. He wouldn't go for things that were, you know, beyond from from his perspective, beyond his uh, realm of expertise or comfort, whereas other people just don't give a crap about that. They just go for it, and they that's why they end up succeeding because they just do it. And that's you know, Nike gives it away. But yeah, we have these voices. And just real quickly, Dan said, uh, "Yeah, Herman's head. I remember that show. Do you remember that show? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of it. Oh, it was really good. It, that was it was hilarious. It's I'm sorry it didn't last as long as it could have. It was fantastic." And Landon has Coach George in Landon his head. said that's funny because he's got a coach in his head. Yeah, I have one too. How does your sound? Does it have a specific voice? Uh, my, my wise Asian woman, man, she, she never steers me wrong. Um, so, you know, the thing is, is that we have covert or overt voices growing up, right? Some are more subtle. It's like, oh, that takes a special person. Are you sure you're going to, you know, and then other people are subjected to a really, a very overt kind of like, you're a loser. You're not good enough. You are stupid. You are worthless, uh, you know, and, and is subject to these types of things. So it can really run the spectrum, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that because it was overt or covert, it's any less impactful. But what happens is, we can stay stuck in the past and say, well, I am the way I am. I have that voice in my head because I was abused or because I had ver I was subjected to this verbal stuff or whatever. And when we lie is I have my mom's voice in my head or my dad's voice in my head. But the reality is it's your head. It's actually your head, your choice. And mm -hmm. when we get out of the victim mentality and we say, oh, no, 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 that relationship ended a long time ago, uh, that voice I can choose today to subject myself to or not, I don't have to, like, when you're growing up, you don't have a choice. You put, you, I know, I, sitting behind the doors, okay, with hands over ears, just praying that it would stop. You know, but then when you grow up and you become an adult and you get out of that environment, it's like now you have a conscious decision to allow that voice into your consciousness or to choose to create the voice of your choosing and really take responsibility where mom or dad or cousin or whoever might have left off 20 years ago, you picked it up. You picked it up and you kept it alive. How do you keep something's memory alive? You keep replaying the tape over and over and over again. It's like somebody passes away and you're like, well, let's look at the videos. Let's let's look at the, you know, the old tapes and things like that. And so for now, it's our responsibility to number one, recognize where did that voice come from? Whose voice is that? And damn it, do they deserve to take up the space still? Well, and depending on the voice as well. I mean, there's certain relationships you can have. If they were... If they're still doing it too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's another challenge, of course. But like when I think of if it's, if it's an overt thing, or even if it is, you know, covert and it's not um, like completely evil, you can create a new relationship with it, meaning look for the positive intent. Like my dad was not trying to crush my dreams. My dad was not trying to do that. But the positive intent was he wanted me to be successful. He wanted me to do well. So it changes, then it can take the edge off and go, okay, wait a minute. If the 
purpose of the voice is to protect me or guide me and all that and then understand the that all that even was your was own a process. Voice now, yeah. Even your own voice now when you have that thing, it's like you're about to go do something. And one of mine throughout my whole life continually like this that's why I have so many plaques. It's why I have so many credentials. It's why I have so much trying to prove that I'm capable behind my name is because for a long time it's like you're not qualified to do that. You're not qualified to do that. You know, you're you're definitely you're an imposter. Like any minute they're gonna find out like you should not be doing what you're doing. And so that was the consistent voice that was in my head all the time. Now, if I look at the positive intent in that voice, it's hey, make sure you know what you're doing, right? Make sure you're actually helping people, make sure that you're and most people who have that imposter syndrome or that, oh my God, fear of being found out kind of thing are actually a million times better than the people who never have that because you're so sure that you're qualified and equipped that you go 10 times more overboard, right? I mean, I've long since now I just study not for the credentials, but for the sheer joy of it. But there was a time where it was like, what certification can I get? Oh, what, yeah. what letters can I get? Oh yeah, yeah, sign me up. Because it was like, oh, now this will give me permission to say I can do what I wanna do. Um, so that was one of my big ones behind my head, behind me. It was like this fear being found out in relationships when somebody really gets to know me, man, they're going to they're going to run for the hills. So, well, and that's also one of our deepest fears as well is is that we're we're going to look bad, that it's going to look like we're not knowing what we're doing or look like that's why we, we have a challenge with failure is that we don't want to look like we screwed up. And, you know, that's an undertone of a lot of things, even when family members, you know, when they say certain things, it's because they want the family to look a certain way. So, you know, again, I could look at my experience with my, my dad, he was always very prim and proper, and we always had to articulate and speak properly and hold our knives and forks and all of that stuff. And that's all valuable stuff. And when you're growing up, you're like, what who cares? Like, what, why is this so important? And you feel like, like you're trying to shut me down. You're not letting me be self-expressed and all that because it was just a pattern that was being run to have an outcome that looked good. And that's a, we all want to look good. I mean, especially now, and that's the other challenge, especially in today's thing. Here we are, we're on, everybody's got their own syndicated television show on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, everybody's posting the perfect picture, making sure that it looks great. Look at all the celebrities, you know, there's even those whole things where they show like what they act, the picture actually looked like, and then what they did after the picture and how they made the person look. And we are a rather vain society in all areas, not only in appearance, but how we show up and, and what it comes across as, how does it make people feel and all of that. So, sorry. Where's the point? The point is, is that we are inundated with it and it's the awareness of... So the voices aren't just ours. You're saying you get voices from everybody else through the comparison? Right. And that, and, and we're always looking to look good. Mm -hmm. Where the, the undertone is a fear of not looking good. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I, how I've overcome this voice that still creeps up and still crops up because we're human. We're, you know, before enlightenment chop wood, carry water, after enlightenment chop wood, carry water. It's I have to make a conscious decision of whose voice I listen to, what voice I listen to, and actually take ownership. They're all mine, okay? So, um, but my highest self, which I call that ancient, you know, that, that, that wise Chinese woman, that, that intuitive voice 
the one, you know, there's this casting crown song, I think it's the voice of truth, you know, um, when you have that deeper connection past the mind clutter and all of that, and you get to root down into your real to your higher self, your spiritual connection, whatever that is for you, that always is the voice of truth. And that voice somewhere deep inside of you and that knowing is the most authentic voice you, you will ever have access to. And that is the voice that has a never ending, unconditional um, uh, universe of love. It has an unconditional love, an unconditional positive regard. It accepts you, you know, you accept you somewhere deep down in there, but it's extremely hard to cut through all the noise to get to that voice of authenticity. And it's not an egoic voice, like, look how awesome I am. I am the shit. You know, it's not that. It's not get on the Facebook and post a picture and get the likes and go, people do like me. It's like Sally Field, you like me. You really like me when she's accepting the Emmy or the Oscar award. It's really just a quiet confidence in knowing that I'm fully loved, fully supported, rooted in my value and in my truth. And so are you. We all have access to that. Well, and it's, I guess, in many respects, it's kind of like oxygen, right? You can't really see it. You can't. But it's, and also you can't feel it right. because sometimes we go through life like this, you know, full of anxiety, just barely breathing. But if we take a minute and we're conscious of the breath and we pull it in, mm -hmm. Now I can feel the breath, something I take for granted, something I forget I even have access to, which is the most healing thing in the world. So how do I do that? How do I tap into that inner knowing? It's one of the reasons I became certified in dance and created this new dance modality with my friend Becky Timms, who's a who's a uh, pretty world renowned you know world renowned uh, choreographer and dancer. We created this dance modality together because I believe it's hard to get to in the mind that it's really hard to get to. And so how to do that is to bypass the mind and get into the body and get into that inner intuition. And for me, dance and movement. So I just wanna encourage you, if you take the day and say, oh God, I wake up, I start to hear the voices, but the, the way to shut that down is to take a couple minutes, put on some really great music and move your body. It's very hard for me. I've never been a person that can sit and meditate. Right. As soon as I do, it's like, man, I'll spend 20 minutes just trying to watch the thought, watching the thought, watching the thought. And yeah. I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. You know, and then I have a thought about the thought I'm having. It's just too much for me. But I know that for me, if I intuitively move my body while just kind of like communing with, you know, my spirit or my breath or whatever that it is, it really sets the tone. And then I'm, I'm able to hear the voice of truth more clearly. Speaking of which, if you want to cultivate this, and learn how to speak your voice of truth and find your truest nature, which is perfect, whole, complete, nothing new, right? Things, but we don't feel that way. We feel broken, uh, damaged, uh, not good enough, you know, in many ways. And it could show up real, when you have a case of it really badly, it shows up as that voice never shuts up. That tape, it's always judging all the time. It's, it's constantly telling you how worthless you are or how you screwed that up. Let me just, spin. so if you want to learn how to cultivate that, consider coming to this retreat in Jamesport, New York, in the first weekend of October. It's the next thing that we're offering. I'm doing this retreat by, my, by myself with the content, but Doug will definitely be there helping, helping orchestrate the whole thing behind the scenes. So 
it's four days. If you're curious about that, it's not for everybody because it is an investment, right? It is. It's a, it's a four day all inclusive. I've secured a house, a private residence, and we're going to eat together and sleep together in this big house. Um, but it will be an opportunity to root down your worthiness and shut those tape to shut that tape off and figure out who you really are. Right. And, and, and really love yourself, leave that four days with more love in your heart for yourself, which ultimately is your power, your self-esteem is your ability to get anything in the world done. So thank you. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If you're curious about that retreat, send me a message. Um, oh, uh, is that, yeah, that, that it's, there's so many ways to, to find that connection and, and, you know, that that's why like almost every event that we do will have also like, you Spiritual know, Tony has, the, yeah, well, we'll get to that as well. But like Tony Robbins has the fire walk. Well, we do fire walks. We do glass walks, arrow breaking, board breaking, rebar bending, those things as well, which incorporate the need to use your body where it's not just sitting there and, and you know, listening and meditating. It's engaging and creating some like full on all parts, mind, body, and spirit to create that experience. But the other ways to do it are, you know, obviously yoga is a great way to do it. Dance, obviously, we talked about that. Even just going to the gym, like your Zumba as well, you know, is some people, they don't realize that's what they're getting when they go. They're getting that, that kind of disconnection from the voice because you're able to put something in its place. We um, cannot underestimate getting up in the morning and moving our body. You know, and just and and tapping in and getting out of here, and then after that, you have more access to all of you, to your voice of truth, and then you're able to kind of choose consciously what you're going to put in there through the day. And when that other voice, another, you know, when I have that unqualified conversation or imposter syndrome conversation, you know, and I don't have it as nearly as much as I used to. I rarely have it now, but when I because I have evidence, right, of constantly counting on myself, constantly getting results for my clients and myself in my own life. And then just perseverance alone and commitment to the path will drown that voice out when you have enough results in front of you. Well, and also you, you have know? to have a big purpose behind and a big it. Purpose. That's because at first you may not have results. So you that's have to true. start with the purpose. Big, and that's yeah, the your why. Yeah, that's the the challenge and where the imposter syndrome really comes up. It's easier when you have the results and you have the evidence and all of that that are directly in context to what it is. But then you have to sometimes do some cross contextual marking where you look at other areas of your life where you succeeded. Did you really just say cross contextual contextual markers? Yes. Markers? Okay. <laughs> so Jamie uh, says, "Have you ever heard of five rhythms?" So uh, so yes. five rhythms is where I started my dance journey with Gabrielle Roth and you know came up with that. If you guys don't know, I actually recommend everybody start with five rhythms because it's a very easy modality. It's a it's a kind of a non unguided, so to say there's no choreography to learn. It's just a system of five different rhythms and you move through, you build up your energy, you move through these rhythms and it's a really cathartic experience. Then I did chakra dance. Um, you know, I've experimented with a lot of different kind of modalities until I ultimately created my own dance modality that's called Empower Dance, which is all about awakening your truest, divine, authentic power, your self-esteem, rooting in your worthiness. It's really exciting. But yes, I love five rhythms. I wanted to finish the thought about overcoming that imposter thing. It's one thing for the results, right? But the other thing is, I love this saying that God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. 
And so whether you substitute universe or whatever, it's that if you have a calling in your heart to do that thing or to, to be, um, you know, trying a new thing, God's not like a, the universe is not malicious, right? It doesn't put the desire, root the desire in you and go, psych. I mean, back in the day, you say psych, but, you know, hey, not for you. Haha, <laughs> it's life's cruel joke. It, it'd be like, you know, an acorn sitting there going, oh, I can't wait to become a fern. You know, it's just, that's not, that's not how the universe is wired. If there's a desire in your DNA, it's proof positive that you already have everything within you, you need to become the thing. And so the only thing that prevents you from becoming the thing is the lie that you're not qualified. You, God qualified, God qualifies you, your DNA. And you might learn, need to learn some skills along the way. You might need to learn how to refine well, what you're you doing. Definitely. Well, that's, that's okay? the point. That's it's true. like, because, and there's this other quote that's like, you know, Ta uh, hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Okay. And so hard work always beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So even if you have a natural ability for something, we're still going to need to actually do the damn thing and sharpen our skills and, and find a way to even be better at, at our craft and what we do. And so, and, yeah. and that's the challenge. Those voices that happen, those are the ones that are going to justify the lack of hard work. Those the are the ones. Yeah, they're just going to go, oh, see, and, and that's going to minimize the the challenges or the voice is going to actually edify the lack of results and justify them. And then the other thing is we also hang out with people who usually support wherever we are at in that like so people who tend to stay stuck they hang out with other stuck people so that those voices get reinforced whereas people who are like super successful they hang out with people who the whatever it takes voice so is supportive and and it's so interesting when you you start really studying and hanging out with people who are getting those incredible results, you'll notice that the voices that they have, the conversations, the internal conversations they have are congruent with the external conversations they have and that they support each other in taking their life to the next level and whatever that, that is. And I, you know, I mean, I'll just leave it with this. I see it every day when I'm, you know, right now working with uh, Tony Robbins and going in and supporting people to move, to take action, to change their life. And you can hear their voices so loud. They say it out loud. They share it about how they're brand new. They don't have the money. They're all of those things that the, those excuses, those are the, the conversations that keep us stuck in the first place. Right, pumpkin? Do you want to say anything to your friends? And... Keep the pumpkin inside your papa. No. So what is your, you sometimes you say your, your, what does your brain say sometimes? No, it doesn't. Can you be a big girl? Yeah. Oh, maybe not oh, well. this morning. Okay. Yesterday you were a very big girl. Yeah. That was very exciting. But today maybe you don't feel like being a big girl. Hi kids, I can get Jenna. So what do you have to say about what your brain says? Do you have something your brain says to you? We were talking about that today. Hello, welcome to get Jenna. Your brain do, says. Do you have things your brain tells you about? Anything like people, Papa. Remember when uh, we were you were on the trampoline and you were doing flips? What did your brain say? It said you can do this, Ellie. You can do this. Your brain said you could do this. Great, that's the best kind of talk. Inside. Did your brain ever say you can't do it? 
Well, sometimes. And what do you say to you? When, when I look at a steering wheel uh -huh. that spins around and back and forth and back and forth, uh -huh. uh, it says, Ellie, don't go in there. It's only for big girls. It'll make you scared. So it protects you sometimes, your voice? Yeah. Is there seatbelts on that? Yeah. Oh, the Ferris wheel? Yeah. Yeah, we can go on it in the fair. All right, do you want to say goodbye to your family? Is that the carol chanting of the morning? Good morning. Say bye. Tell everyone to have a great day. Guys, have a great day today. We hope that you are able to talk to yourself in a way that is congruent with what you really desire to say. And we hope you have a Today. And of course, please go to YouTube and subscribe to Revolutionary Growth TV because dun, that's dun, where we dun. have the store. All right, so we love you for who you are and who you aren't. Bye. All right, God bless. Yeah. Want to have me for your lunch? All right, yeah, see you tomorrow.